Are you ready to take control of your wealth and design the life you envision for yourself and your family? Welcome to Wealth of Insight with Austin Wittenberg from Wittenberg Wealth Partners. Austin guides you through the entire planning process to help you build a plan that seeks to protect your financial future. He empowers you with creative investment opportunities and planning ideas to help you understand and achieve your long-term goals. It's time to gain confidence in your financial future. Now, onto the show. Welcome back to the Wealth of Insight podcast. I'm your host, Austin Wittenberg. We've got Wendy McConnell again with us here today. Thanks for joining, Wendy. Thank you for having me. Yeah, today we're going to talk about some of the most common mistakes I see that people make as they plan for retirement. So a few of the things that people overlook and things that when I'm building a plan for clients, when I mention it, the sort of light goes off in their eyes and, oh, I hadn't thought of that. And most people I think are familiar with this old Dwight Eisenhower quote that says, failing to plan is planning to fail or something along those lines. And that's maybe the biggest mistake that people make is right now, they say about only one in four people have a sort of retirement plan written down, thought through and planned. So that's maybe the biggest mistake, but we're going to skip over that one because maybe that's the most obvious. So it's maybe more for people who actually have a plan. What are the things they make mistakes when they're making that plan? And you know, retirement planning is a necessity in this day and age. If you think back, I don't know, 50, 100 years, some of this maybe I'm making up on the fly here, but yeah, right. you, you would retire <laughs> and you'd live for five or 10 years and you would die. You were at life expectancy was a lot lower. People just were not living as long. And most people, again, thinking back 50, 100 years, most employers offered a pension at that time. So you didn't have to think about your retirement. You worked and the company contributed to this pension and you retired. And that pension just kept coming a lot like your paycheck. Today, that is exactly the opposite, right? The onus is on you as the individual to figure it out. And you're now, people are now living into their 80s and 90s. They're living as long retired as they were working or at least close, right? Yeah. So, so it is a necessity to think through this, or there's a lot of damage that can be done if you miss some of these because over the course of 20 years, Life expectancy is now in the mid 80s. You retire at this age of 65, right? That's 20 years. You got to figure out how am I going to pay for all this stuff, right? And we often joke when we're doing planning with clients, well, there's a few ways you can pay for it. One, you can work longer. Nobody really wants to do that. Uh, you can save more money. That ends up being maybe the thing people can do the best because if you're not going to save more money, you either got to take more risk in your investments, which you may or may not be comfortable with, or you just got to die earlier. And if you die young, oh, okay. then then you're good. Right? I'm going to pick that option. <laughs> yeah. So if you pick that option, then you don't have to save quite as much money, right? You know, when we're building these plans, those are the things we, you know, joke around about a little there. Okay. So let's dive into it. Perhaps the biggest mistake we're seeing right now is bad asset allocation. What I mean by that is what's your mix between stocks and bonds and cash. Those are the three sort of main assets people invest in out there, especially in their 401ks. And more often than not, we're seeing when we sit down with the client, A, they have no idea what their asset allocation is. 
and B, more often than not, it's not suitable for what their long-term goals are. So some of this is people, it's hard to think about, hey, what's it going to happen 20 years in the future and how am I going to get there? But more often than not, we're seeing clients, I would say, leaning toward to being too conservative. There's plenty of bad news in the world, reasons for people to be scared. And so they're holding on to too much cash or they're just too conservative in their investments, which over the course of that 20 to 30 year savings time frame can make a huge difference if you stay in cash that whole time. There's been a number of studies on this. Companies like BlackRock, the CFA Institute, which is a the CFA, they're chartered financial analysts, so people who are analyzing investments and doing research. And there's a little bit of differing opinion here, but Let's just say anywhere between 50% and 90% of the return of your portfolio is determined by your mix between stocks, bonds, and cash. Not necessarily, hey, did I choose the right bonds or did I choose the right stocks, right? That does matter. You want to make sure, you know, most people are, especially in 401ks and things, they're being well diversified buying ETFs, index funds, mutual funds. But most people, it really comes down to that mix is how well your portfolio is going to perform, not if you picked Apple versus Amazon, for example. Okay. Which stock you pick has a much smaller impact on your performance of your portfolio than just that mix. So we really spend a lot of time with clients getting to the right mix. We're not in the business of flipping coins with people's money or taking unnecessary risks, but we know that we need your money. We need clients' money to grow over time because of things like a few other things we'll get to on the list, primarily inflation, which we've talked about, I don't know, probably 10 episodes in a row now at this point because yeah. it seems to be the prevailing topic. But just making that, having the right mix there is you know, really the biggest mistake we see clients make. When you're talking about, um, you were saying that people don't, they're a little bit too conservative. There used to be a rule of thumb that whatever your age was, that's how much risk you should take would be the opposite of 100. Right. Is that not what we're supposed to follow anymore? Yeah, that's at least a good place to start. But because of that longevity that I'm talking about, I think that that needs to be adjusted, right? I wouldn't say there's a right answer for anybody perfectly. But let's just say if we say a, a 50-year-old person, right? So under your example, a 50-year-old person, they'd be 50% stocks, 50% bonds, right? As for their portfolio mix. In From what we're seeing in most situations, that's going to end up being a little too conservative. Be and that's maybe shifting a little bit now because interest rates are coming back up to a more normal level. But it really seems like what we're seeing in order for what clients sort of dream about their future to be, even for a 50-year-old, they may need to be more like 70% stocks, 30% bonds to get that the right risk and the right okay. growth opportunity. So it's better than nothing, but if you're going to live to be 95, you're going to not, you're going to have to have more stocks in your portfolio in general to get the money to grow and to combat inflation over that long a period of time. Got it. Okay. Mistake number two here would be underestimating the impact of taxes on your retirement. Talking about rules of thumb here, right? Rules of thumb 
people are using, if you talk about how much of my portfolio can I withdraw without having to dip into principal or so that my portfolio will last for a long time. The rule there that people sort of think about is, well, they call it the 4% rule. I can withdraw 4% of my portfolio in a given year, and that still allows my portfolio to continue to grow over time. But what people fail to realize is that 4% that you take out, you got to pay taxes on for the most part, right? So most people, I would say most of their assets are in these retirement accounts, like a 401k, which you have to pay taxes on 100% of that money as it comes out to you. So just to keep the math simple, you have a million dollars, you want to pull out 4%, that's $40,000 per year, but you have to pay taxes on that. And depending on your tax situation, that 40 might turn into 35 pretty quickly or even less. And so as people are planning their expenses and they're thinking about, hey, here's how much money I'm going to need to live on, they fail to factor that in. So if you really need that $40,000 per year, right? Again, just to use that example, you might have to really be withdrawing more like five or five and a half percent to net you to the 4%. And now you're withdrawing from your portfolio a much bigger percentage and not as a not as sustainable of a percentage to be able to replace that with growth over time. So you may start to draw down on your assets quicker than you thought because of that okay. tax situation. And the other thing that's really surprising to people when we're talking about, hey, in retirement, here's what your in different income streams are going to look like, is that you do have to pay tax on your social security benefits that you receive. Most people, I think it's sort of leave it up to the government, I guess, but it's tax, you know, you're paying social security tax as you work to fill up the bucket and then you got to pay tax on it coming out. So it's tax going in and tax coming out. Not the greatest setup I'd say, but it's the reality, right? So up to 85%, depending on your income, up to 85% of those social security benefits you're going to pay taxes on. So again, that's another depending, you know, there's a lot of factors into what your total income is and your total tax rates are. But when you're thinking about, oh, my social security benefit is $3,000 a month. That's true, except for you got to pay taxes on it. So it really might only be $2,500 a month, right? Mm. So again, another thing to just factor in there, that gap in the taxes that most people aren't accounting for as they think about what their retirement picture looks like. And that's really, so for the most part, for most people, again, with their 401k and social security being their two primary sources of income, almost all of that money is going to get taxed. However much you're taking out of your 401k, you're paying taxes on. So it's really important and critical to be thinking about how do I stay within some of the lower tax brackets? Okay. This withdrawal rate thing I'm mentioning where that comes into play the most is the next biggest mistake, and that is underestimating healthcare expenses. Healthcare expenses end up being a huge part, a huge piece of your overall expenses throughout your retirement years, especially as you get in to the later years. Now, in general, and when we're doing planning for our clients, we definitely factor in healthcare expenses. Some of that I do believe is offset just by a decreased lifestyle expense. Most people, as they get into their 80s are just going and doing less things. So they're spending less money there, even though their healthcare costs are increasing. So there's somewhat of an offset, but it still becomes 
a really critical piece of their expenses as they age. So Fidelity did a study and they surveyed people on how much do you think you need to have saved for healthcare throughout your retirement? And the average answer was around $40,000, which, you know, so maybe there was some bad questions there from Fidelity because the reality is their Fidelity estimates over the course of someone's retirement ages, their retirement life, that number is really more than closer to about 300,000 total that you what? would need for healthcare, which is a huge number, right? And everybody's different there, right? Their tips were like, hey, you just make sure you stay healthy. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there is Medicare out there that people will get, but Medicare is not going to cover 100% of everything. So the things that they're factoring in to that $300,000 number are your Medicare premiums, which can be significant as, you know, and then the supplements and prescriptions and all, a lot of it is eaten up there. But even with extended healthcare, you know, expanded hospital stays or these other things, there are going to be portions of that, that you are going to still be responsible for, even if you're on Medicare. Okay. So that's another thing really to just make sure that you're factoring in. And it is a joke about, well, their thing is to stay healthy, but that is, True as well, right? It's funny to say that, but as much as we can stay healthy and because if you end up with things like diabetes or other really common heart issues that are common in America, then those costs can be really significant. Mostly in medication, right? Yeah. Medication and or if you need people come into your home to help, all these kind of things, all that starts to add up really quickly. Okay. So that's another one of those things, Wendy, if you, know, if you just want to die earlier, I guess, then you can avoid some of those kind of things. <laughs> I already said that was my plan. Yeah. So. I hope that's not starting to sound like the best option. <laughs> there's a lot of good things out there. So, okay. Well, we're not hearing it from you. All, yeah. So. Well, no, I'm, these are the things we need to plan for. And this is what we help with, right? Okay. How do we make sure? And I just had a meeting with a client recently where they've been working you know, they're in their 60s. They had been saving. They've done a really, really good job of saving money and putting money in their 401k each year and doing those things. But just because they've never sat down and actually forecasted it out and thought they had a lot of stress because they just had not thought through these things. Once we sat down and talked through it and they thought about it, then they realized, oh, you know, maybe it is going to be okay. Oh. But just because that planning to fail piece back to the beginning, they had not actually sat down and done it. They felt like there was just this mess out there and they were never sure, am I going to be able to do anything? And we were able to help them factoring in all these things. Hey, it's still going to be okay. Right. Yeah. And that. I think a lot of people don't want to plan it because they feel like they're so far behind. Yeah. So what is the benefit of, aside from, you know, get over the embarrassment, just contact somebody and say, okay, what is the benefit of saying you're not prepared? Tell me that scenario. Yeah. The benefit there is, again, just here, there are ways to solve your problems, right? So now if people have a health concern or things like that, that happen, sometimes there's not a a real good fix for that. But I've sat down with clients in their early 20s and in their 60s that have not done anything yet and are just wondering, 
how am I going to make this work? So even sitting down with a client who feels like they're behind, a lot of the times they're maybe not as behind as they think they are. But whenever you start, there's still value in knowing, okay, if even if I'm 60 and I want to retire at 65 and I haven't done much yet, I've now got five years to figure out how am I going to, what do I need to be able to do? Make it I, up. Yep. Yeah. So there is... Now, if you're one or if you're 65 and you've never saved a dollar and you want to retire at 65, that's a then problem. You, then you're yeah. There's not a ton of fixes there. Uh, back to the work longer sort of thing, or you just know, hey, I'm going to have my social security. I've just got to learn how to live on just what my social security benefits are. But even to the point of knowing exactly what your social security benefits are, people get their statements or they may log in and look at it but they still don't really get a sense for what does that actually mean in a day-to-day life. You know, we spend a lot of time with clients and really the biggest variable here that makes all of this work is what are someone's expenses? What's their lifestyle? Like if they don't want to save a bunch of money now, that just means they may have to not spend as much money later or vice versa. Right. And so that becomes the benefit no matter when you start is I know what it's going to take. So I know what I can do to get there. And if it's not really that realistic to get there, I know what adjustments I need to make so that I'm not out of money at 72. And now I have nothing, nowhere to go. Right. And you can actually, you know, I think that it's probably a big relief to just know where you stand. I'm one of those people who I'm like, I don't really want to talk about it right now. But I think that what you're saying is a lot of people probably have a better situation than they even realize. Yeah. Yeah. And just the clarity of here's where I am and here's what this looks like. I think there's value in knowing that, you know, even if it's worse than you think, or even if it's not what you want it to be. But just the knowledge of here's where I actually am, because then you can change your decision making to get you to the position you want to be. Okay. And sometimes clients really haven't even thought about where they want to be or what a normal life in retirement looks like. And so we can help guide them to, hey, here's what this ultimately looks like. Here's where you are. Here are your options, right? You've always got options. Back to my four options earlier. How do we want to accomplish this? Got it. Okay. I I told you we were going to talk about inflation again earlier. Mm -hmm. And like I said, we've talked about that. It feels like every episode here recently, but underestimating your inflation or what the impact of that will be on your lifestyle and on your portfolio. Again, if you think the 4% rule, a million dollars, I want to take $40,000 out. And I'm using those numbers just because the math is easy. But that next year, your $40,000 worth of stuff no longer costs $40,000. It costs whatever the inflation rate was that year, right? So that's why we need the portfolio to keep growing because your costs go up each year because of inflation. So if you retire at 65 and you need $100,000 to live on, 20 years later, so when you're age 85, you will have lost 50% of your purchasing power over that time period, assuming inflation is about 4%, which is maybe a little high, but that's you know that's the environment we're living in today. So if you just sort of think, hey, every 20 years, my whatever used to cost 100,000 is now gonna cost 200,000. That's really 
makes a meaningful impact over the course of someone's retirement life. Would it really be that much though? Really? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it really, yeah, over that 4%, assuming 4% inflation, right? So that it really, it does over the course of 20 years, cut your purchasing power in about half, which is a meaningful difference. Now your lifestyle adjusts and things to meet that, but that's what we make sure we factor in to your plan so that you're aware, Hey, I know that things are going to be more expensive. And it makes, as we're sitting down with clients, especially those that are close to retirement, inflation really becomes probably your biggest risk back to maybe mistake number one and being too conservative or not having the right allocation. Cause if you just sit in bonds or cash, even right now with bonds paying four or 5%, if inflation is six, it doesn't really matter that your bonds are paying five, you're still losing to inflation. Right. And so that becomes a really critical piece of making sure that you keep your portfolio positioned to continue to grow these assets over time. Mistake number five here is a lack of liquidity or being prepared for emergency expenses. And we're starting to see this more and more now because with interest rates coming up, there are some really attractive high yielding or high income options out there with CDs through banks or annuities have you know some of the highest rates we've seen in a long time. So clients are flocking to these types of assets because the rates are really high, not realizing the impact of, hey, if you end up with all your money in a CD, and your car breaks down and you need new tires or a new engine or whatever, and you got to get into that CD, there's a significant penalty that you may face by accessing some of that money early. So when we're planning for clients, we really make sure that we've got different buckets that we know, hey, if I have an emergency, I can access this bucket quickly without penalty, without any issues. So that becomes really important. And we've seen this countless times with clients who've gone to a seminar in the past or whatever it may be, they end up with too much of their money in one type of financial product or another just really limits their flexibility. Mm. So that's a, that's something we really focus on with clients to limit how much we've got tied up in certain places so that if there's an emergency that comes up, we're not looking at them having to pay penalties just to get access to their own money. Or just don't have emergencies. <laughs> yeah, even better, even better. No emergencies, then it's not a problem, right? Okay. And things like CDs or annuities, they have their place. And there are benefits, especially like I mentioned, with rates, with interest rates being as high as they've been in a long time. Now, there are opportunities there, but you just want to make sure you don't put, maybe it's just back to the don't put all your eggs in one basket kind of philosophy, just to make sure you've got the flexibility that you need. Mistake number six here is going to be falling prey to fraud. And these numbers shock me every year. So every year we have to go through retiree and old age fraud prevention training so that we're looking for certain signs of clients who are being taken advantage of. You know, they estimate that more than three and a half million retirees fall victim to fraud each year, costing them on average about $34,000. Not a huge number, but for the average person, their retirement portfolio, that may be a third or a quarter of their total retirement portfolio. So it can make a huge impact. They estimate it's a total of $3 billion total per year 
is lost to fraud. And we have seen this numerous times with our clients where we get emails from clients that just seem off telling us to wire money to certain places. Just recently, we had a client who was, they had received a malware attack where their computer shut down and came back up with a number to call. And when they called that number, they said, you know, we can fix your computer. We just need your social security number and your investment account numbers and all these things just to verify your identity. So they're getting really sophisticated oh, in yes. their approach. And with the use of AI, that's the next sort of wave we're seeing this constantly now with people using AI to duplicate somebody's voice. So they will call you and it will sound just like your mom or your friend or whoever saying, hey, I'm in a bind. I really need money quickly. There's all of these things that we're starting to see just continue to happen more and more. And a lot of the times, those family friends sort of imposter ones that seem to be the most effective. Um, and that, you know, that's really what we've got to protect people against now. Like I said, we go through a ton of training on it each year, so we know what to look for. But I'm just blown away by how common that is amongst even just our client base now getting targeted for all these kind of scams. Now, so, when you talk about AI, I had gotten a suggestion to have a code word. Is that something that you think yeah. would be helpful? Yep. Code words or, you know, in most of the stories and trainings we're seeing, it's always you get a call like that, you know, it, then you either call or text that person directly to try to verify those type. It's it, what a lot of it comes down to is just not acting in a hasty manner. Right. Is that they try to create this panic, you know, panic or it's got to happen now, or I'm going to go to jail or whatever it is. But if we really were things that are that serious, there isn't those deadlines like that. So it's, right. they just, they create that sense of panic. So it's just focusing on, okay, if, if this is really the case, trying to call that person, text that person, just slowing the process down, eventually, typically that will help the, their scheme unravel. Good tip. But that's the biggest thing. You know, one of the things we're seeing the most, and this is really for our senior clients, right? The, haven't been raised in this technological age with all those password sharing, all those things are sort of new concepts to them, but it's that I wouldn't be surprised at all. If right now I'm saying that's mistake number six, I would guess that's going to keep working its way up the list, unfortunately, uh, yeah. with how sophisticated the scammers are getting. All right. And then the last mistake, and this actually, you know, you mentioned this earlier in terms of what does it look like if I haven't started yet, but that's, one of the biggest mistakes that we see is not, I don't know what the right word is here, but daring to dream or thinking about designing the retirement that you want to live. Most people live in this fear of, I haven't started yet. I don't have enough. You know, I'm never going to be able to do the things I want to do. I'm never even going to be able to retire, but I think you would be surprised. And more often than not, clients are surprised at what is available to them and what is possible for them, no matter where they fit on the timeline. And that's one of the most rewarding conversations we get to have with clients is you, A, you can retire and it is going to be okay, yeah. right? Or you can do these things. You can go on that bucket list trip that you've wanted to go on because you've planned for it. And again, it doesn't matter if you started 20 years ago or if you just want to start today, we can still build a plan to accomplish those things. So 
too often, I think people are nervous that they're going to run out of money or and that they just don't have enough. But so many things are possible if you plan on it, you work for it, and you make certain decisions to get you to that point. So that's the what we really try to help clients with who have retired or are getting close is that it's okay to do these things. It's okay to check off bucket list items and that you're going to be, we can figure out a way to make this work. A lot of it's just trade-offs. If we want to do this, we may not be able to do this, but which one's more important? What brings you the most joy? What do you value the most? That becomes the most, probably the most fun part of our job. Okay. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. Okay. I think that was seven, right? Seven mistakes that people make. If you feel like you're making any of these mistakes or you want to make sure you're not making these mistakes, please reach out to us. You can get us, find us on our website at wittenbergwealth.com or you can text me directly at 801-839-7056. As always, remember to subscribe and share with your friends and family. Thank you for listening to the Wealth of Insight podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Stratos Wealth Partners, a registered investment advisor. Stratos Wealth Partners and Wittenberg Wealth Partners are separate entities from LPL Financial. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Wittenberg Wealth Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.